0: You're listening to the Ambition Incubator Podcast, and I'm your host, Deirdre Morrison. I'll be sharing some bite sized brain science, thought provoking questions, and mind bending ideas about how our brains work, change, learn, and adapt, and how we can use the knowledge emerging from the field of neuroscience to open up new possibilities and make the progress we want in all areas of our lives. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. This week, it's my genuine pleasure to have the opportunity to talk to Alison Butters, a change advocate, self-described reforming people pleaser and an internationally certified life coach and NLP practitioner. Alison is passionate about mental health and personal leadership, and I can happily vouch for her desire to help and serve others. Today, we're going to be talking about a very simple and sometimes overlooked tool for self-development and discussing why so many people miss out on its benefits. Hey, Allison, Nice to see you. Hello, Deidre.
1: It's good to see
0: you. Thanks for joining me today. And it's, as always, a pleasure to um, get time to have a conversation with you. And today I would really like to have a chat with you about um, awareness and reflection as tools for self-development. Um, but more specifically, how a specific form of awareness and reflection can help people. Now, you're a great believer in journaling. Isn't that right?
1: It is. And it's something I've only come to latterly, but I have found it really therapeutic. And um, initially, hand on heart, I wasn't a huge advocate. It wasn't until I'd started to gain the benefits myself that now I can really see that. And there's a huge huge benefit uh, for journaling. Tell me, what
0: do you see as the main benefits of so I mean this seems like a fairly innocuous kind of thing to do you write down your thoughts but what what are the benefits of doing that 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 you're seeing now
1: exactly and those were my thoughts is well how can that how can that how can that help and I think once we dig deep and we have that understanding of the mind and body connection and and how that really helps us and the the sort of therapeutic benefits that it can have of expressing our thoughts. When I say writing, I mean uh, writing by hand. There is different elements, as you know, because... You are in terms of neuroscience, you're on a different level, far, far above myself. But in terms of that handwritten process that happens and the engaging of the left hemisphere, then we there is something that happens and it activates. And that really helps us um, deal with a lot of things that doesn't really happen through any other process or it can. But it really helps with a, a combination of effects as well.
0: So in terms of, you know, people maybe being worried about the quality of their writing, uh, whether that's, you know, the actual handwriting. I mean, I know, for, for example, that my own handwriting is something that has always caused me grief and bother because it's so untidy. But also, I know a lot of people will have come through the education system feeling that, you know, writing is not something that they enjoy or that they do well or something they were forced into. What would you say to encourage people to uh, maybe revisit this idea that writing is not for them?
1: Certainly. And I'm with you. It must be something amongst us that um, my handwriting would actually induce migraines. I had the <laughs> I had my italic nib pen taken off me when I was still in junior school. So I wouldn't worry about that. But like you say, it's just that, that that freedom of expression, that stream of consciousness. There's a lot of time that we tap into reservoirs that, that we can do by writing. So I would say to people, first of all, remove those reservations. And it's a bit like public speaking, another skill that I'm tapping into. If you come from your heart instead of your head, then something happens and you get into more of a a natural flow and a lot of the time there's a lot of people I know that never want anybody to see what they've written and which is perfectly fine there's all sorts of fire burning there's all sorts of other elements of journaling and other activities and processes so first of all do it for you and do it for your um, do it for your own benefits. You don't have to have the reservation because if you go into it, where you're more or less automatically in your um, sympathetic nervous system, you're not going to be in the right place. So just relax about it, and then have the view. It's just for you. There is huge amounts of science which you can y- you can substantiate that it helps alleviate anxiety and stress for a particular reason.
0: Mm. Actually, yes. I mean, we have uh, we have some techniques for dealing with stress, for example, where we will encourage people to name their feelings. And this, I think, is part of the the journaling journey, if you like, is that you actually get to look at and describe what it is that's going on internally and to give it a name. And sometimes once you've acknowledged and as you say, put it down it becomes something that you can look at very differently than when it's just a bundle of sensations
1: certainly and that's that's very true because it's the more specific that you get and that connection mm. with that emotion i know from my own experiences it was quite uncomfortable but again that happens with any area of growth as you know when we're stepping outside of what our comfort zones are we do get that feeling that it's a little bit jarring it's it's like that nettle rash across the skin mm-hmm. because we're not too sure what it is but if you go with it and it's for your own experience and be specific and then what does surface once that comes out, like I said, that when they say writing is healing, that's probably the preface and the backdrop to that, because it can, the more specific that you are and you name and you take ownership of your feelings and emotions, that's when that process and that's when that those things start to happen.
0: And of course, a lot of us have not even really uh, come to terms with the range, the full range of emotions that we have. We might you know, very simplistically describe something as feeling good or bad. Or, you know, we might find that something makes us happy, but you know, do we distinguish between happy and joyful or excited? And this, the, the term that's used for this is emotional granularity, where we actually use very specific words for different feelings. Um, and we do experience them differently, but this is one of the things that we can use, one of the tools that we can use to get more value from something like journaling, is having a broader palette that we can paint those word pictures with. I don't know, have you ever come across the uh, the the emotion wheel tool, Alison?
1: No, I haven't, but this is why I love our conversations because I learn so much emotional granularity and a wheel. Let's discuss that because it sounds absolutely fascinating.
0: Well you know the emotion wheel is is a fantastic tool and um I will I'll put a link to one in the show notes but you know you can just google emotion wheel and you'll come up with all different kinds of versions for it and I've shared a, a version with parents that you know is done like a pizza for kids so that they can learn to start putting little bits of emotional pepperoni on on their pizza <laughs> and deciding you know which emotions belong on which slice and so on Um, And then, of course, there are much more refined ones that give us uh, uh, breakdowns from, you know, feelings of anger, for instance. You know, what what are we seething? Is there rage? You know, what what is coming out of that broader description so that we can refine what we're feeling and understand and reflect a little bit more on that?
1: Yeah, and that reflection is huge. And just when you've mentioned there, I think it's also good to to be honest and say there's no right or wrong they are your, they're your your they are your emotions so however they present and however because sometimes you might have a visceral feeling because you know that something's going on but you can't make that connection but once you start to express that names as you know emotions things might then start to just unfold so don't block it just be breathe into it and go with it. And like you say, be expressive. If you've got a colour palette there to go with, paint your own picture. Um, You can be a Picasso or a Lowry. It doesn't matter anywhere in between. It's your picture that you were painting and you've got ownership and you've got control over that as well.
0: Mm. So if somebody was coming to uh, journaling for the very first time and they are facing the blank page, the curse of the blank page, what would you... What tips would you give them to break through that barrier?
1: I think it's just, first of all, just being in there, try to get yourself settled. Like I said, if you are just, if you're already experiencing a level of anxiety, that's, automatically gonna present a few barriers. So just try and relax into it. Remember that it's all about you. There isn't anything. You don't have to disclose those emotions to anybody else. And what I found was useful is finding a time that's conducive. I'm not saying. I think it was Stephen King that said, um, you know, about creativity. But he's creative nine till five, Monday to Friday. I probably misquoted that. There isn't really an es- essence a time, but when it's a new activity, find one that in a space when you're emotionally a little bit more relaxed, and then let it flow from there. And and it's not onerous. See it as. It's well, not fun, but see it as something that it might be challenging, but don't let that present barriers that are not necessarily there.
0: And tell me, what about the idea of this as um, as a habit, as something that you do regularly? Is it important to do it regularly from your perspective?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we've you have discussed like the neuroscience of habits and habitual. Once something becomes habitual, that's when your connectors and everything, that's when the neuroplasticity starts to adjust and change. So then it becomes a lot easier. It feels a little bit uncomfortable at first, but once you, as with anything else, and disciplines is a strong term, but if you look at it as habits and patterns that you are forming once you get into the flow of doing that on a regular basis, then you will find that you're naturally seeking out. You will then be if it's first thing on the morning a lot of people i know that's a preface for the day because if you master your morning you master the rest of your day so a lot of people but it just depends some people prefer to do it on an evening because it's then switching off and having that download of anything that might have occurred during the day as well and again there's no particular recipe you can actually bake your own cake it's whatever you want to do find what's best for you but again once you become that habitual cycle, it will then feel a lot more organic and natural and it won't feel as perhaps a little bit icky when you first start out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's um, it is getting over that first hurdle, really, isn't it? Um, I mean, I think one of the uh, I've I've always enjoyed and, and really got into writing, you know, that's words have been my thing for forever, basically. But um, I know that in terms of just Joining dots and getting started, it it can even work just to literally have a page of good words and bad words and start thinking about a situation, whatever situation it is that you have got on your mind and just, you know, underline the words that match that situation right now. And that's a really good snapshot way of checking in with where your emotions are in relation to that. And then if more comes, if if the word prompts a thought, then you can write down the thought and, hey, presto, you're on your way. (laughs)
1: Exactly. And as as we both know, our thoughts aren't necessarily facts. So capturing them and looking at them through a different Mm. lens, that gives you a whole different perspective and clarity. And that is so powerful. I can't underestimate how powerful that is. Um, So that's why I would encourage, like you say, starting is hard. It doesn't really matter as long as you start to do something. Any small level of activity will then start to build up.
0: Mm-hmm. Alison, I wonder, can I ask you, if you were to name the biggest reward that you have had from journaling, what would you, how would you describe that?
1: Healing. Mm. I think it's really helped me come to terms with a lot of things like I said it's given me uh, a different viewpoint and a different vantage especially sometimes when we're in a maelstrom we've had a really busy day and maybe things haven't gone accordingly and once you and you've touched on that sort of reflective piece as well when you actually look back over time it really builds up a bank of data which you can look at as well, and that really helps, like I say, diminish and give that distinction between thoughts and facts. So, I would say that healing is quite broad, but if you just drill it down, what it does on a more sort of micro level, it gives you a level of self awareness. Because once you have, that's the key to self-mastery is having that internal, our internal world colours our outer world. Mm. So if we become more, if we have more clarity on the inner world and that viewpoint, that gives us that clarity and it gives us that awareness. And that is, that is such a strength to have for anybody, regardless of what they do, what activities or what profession, personally or professionally. It really has um, so many facets to it.
0: Yeah, and of course, I mean, we've been talking about this from a very emotional, personal sort of viewpoint. But of course, this is a tool that can be used on a much more pragmatic level as well. And the idea that we can um, set and examine goals as part of journaling is one that we should probably touch on um, as as part of the uh, discussion today. And how we look at the day that we have just had and what we have achieved and so on, because we do need to recognize things that we have done as well. And doing so as part of a journaling exercise can be very, very useful. Not just to sort of tick off the boxes or whatever, but to acknowledge what we have done, to acknowledge that we have achieved something, that we have created a successful day, because that, that does actually increase our resilience and it um, helps us to understand going forward that we have done this and we are capable of doing this and we are capable of continuing to do it until we achieve that which we set out to do.
1: Exactly. And I think if we didn't mention goals, we'd probably be both be in a little bit of trouble given <laughs> given our professions. And exactly, it it's a really good um, sort of guidepost um, for goals. And like I said, even if you... If you haven't achieved, you will still be, there will be so many lessons and learnings from your journaling because there will be things that you can pick up that you might not have thought about. But once you've you've got those thoughts out, um, you mm-hmm. might then, like I say, see them through a different lens. And resilience is huge because it's that self-confidence that mm-hmm. then starts to build. And it's only those, as we know, small steps all amount to progress so any way that you can use your writing in a broader sense outside of more therapeutic I would um, advocate people do that try it it's like a lot of things within sort of self-care you have to really find what's there's no sort of right or wrong it's about what works for you so give it a go see how it and see how it benefits you
0: Fantastic. Alison, listen, thank you so much for um, sharing your wisdom and your experience with us today. I really appreciate you coming in to do this. And I have no doubt that we will continue the conversation at some point later on and maybe have you back again um, when you have some time at another date.
1: I have absolutely loved today. Thank you so much, Deidre. And even just by, as always, us having a conversation, I have learned stuff today as well. So thank you. I really value you and your knowledge and wisdom. So thank you.
0: Thanks so much, Alison. See you soon. Hey, before you go, I want to take a moment to say thanks for tuning into this episode of the Ambition Incubator podcast and just check to make sure you know that you can join me each week for a deep dive, dynamic, collaborative reading of some business classics. You'll find all the information you need when you register for free at ambitionincubator.com forward slash BBC. I'll see you there.